All righty, Cowboy Nation. Let's be real about this one. This game in Lawrence, Kansas, it gets a D, guys. Probably even a D minus. This is something that, that makes you have to ask or at least diagnose the possibility of do we dangerously need a dose of dactinomycin to determine the potential dereliction of duty that's dangerously indicative of the deception and deviations from what has been documented to potentially be detrimental to the efficaciousness of our development? That's a D. That's a D minus that we get in Lawrence, Kansas. And I can explain why and how. Please, please let us all just think about this from all sides of the coin. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. Yeah. Yeah, that was a decent breakdown of a, of a, of a definitional meaning for me of why we get a D minus, right? I feel like it's a decent beginning of a breakdown to why. But as always, guys, let's peel back the layers. First of all, let's just start off with props to KU. Like, they stormed the film as they should have because they earned that one. They did. We did a lot of things wrong, as we're going to kind of, you know, dive into here. But, you know, they did some things right. Kudos to them. Putting up 554 total yards to our 514. Like, that's hats off. We knew as, you know, coming into it, there was a good chance that even if our defense played pretty well, they were going to rush for a couple bills, right? 200 plus, probably. Could we have anticipated... 351 yards rushing? Absolutely not. There's just, there's no way, right? And we can date this back, guys. And help me out here. Participation that you guys have had is, is amazing, and I'm greatly appreciative. So I need a little bit more. Help me out here. How did this thing go so upside down? Does it not feel that maybe there's something wrong in Stillwater, Oklahoma right now? Guys, this is our first loss to KU in Lawrence, Kansas since October 29th of 1994. And a fun little, little trip back into memory lane is, ironically enough, that was Gundy's First year as the offensive coordinator under Pat Jones with quarterback Tony Jones. And the bright spot of that season was, you know, uh, that was kind of when David Thompson was starting to come into his own. He's, he's a forgotten running back that, that was actually very, very productive. He just didn't have, you know, the, the blessings of having the greatest teams. But coming into those 96, 97 type of seasons, right, it was looking good, and he did get a shot in the NFL. We had a, a younger Alonzo Mays on that team. You know, he was somebody that was a, a legend on Lewis Field in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Um, Josh Henson was on the O-line back then. You know, he, he was a good O-line coach, probably the best O-line coach, in my personal opinion, that we've had in maybe Gundy's tenure. Maybe not quite that far back. But, guys, if we have to reach back to 1994, 
no matter how much of a turnaround KU's had and how amazing it is that they got to carry the goalposts off the fields and do it in the creek throwing type thing. That's pretty cool. I don't, the fact that that's even become something is, is hilarious. And kudos to KU staff, uh, their equipment staff. They were getting a backup field goal post ready to rock and roll as soon as it was already going down the street. So kudos to them. And again, good job. 554 yards. That's nothing to scoff at. But again, let's talk about us. we got to go back to 1994 since we've lost in Lawrence. That's hard to swallow. This is our last loss to them since November 10th, 2007 in Stilly. And kudos to that team, right? That was the 2017 team for them that went on to the Orange Bowl. And they had our boy, Stillwater, homegrown, Russell Borson. If you're listening, hey, brother, uh, that was that was fun to watch you do your thing in Stillwater. But, you know, that 07 team was good, so hats off. Props to that 07 team. But... This is this is this is wild, guys. Yeah, the 200 yards plus thing that we potentially anticipated. It is what it is. You know, it's it's just it's another thing on another day that we got to deal with. That you just yeah tip your cap to some of this. But let's 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 dive back more into this memory lane thing, y'all. Right after we talk about. Sweat block, which is clearly something that, uh, again, we, we didn't have today. We stunk up the joint. Guys, we just, we all need to be prepared, especially for Turkey Day coming up, that you're going to have somebody in the family that just potentially stinks up the joint. And as we talked about yesterday, you want to smell the food, not the dude. So get yourself hooked up with some sweat block right now. And because... We are here for you. We're going to give you a 20% discount. Use a promo code locked on at sweatblock.com to get yourself that 20% off with a promo code locked on again at sweatblock.com, which is also available on Amazon. We needed some of that sweat block because we stunk up the field. Can you imagine that we had 110 yards rushing, which is not great at all in any capacity? But then can you also take in perspective that without the sacks, we were averaging at one point in the game, at the end of the game, which is the point that matters, 5.6 yards a carry. Did we give up 8 yards a carry? <laughs> yes. Can't do that. Can't do that. It, it can't happen. Um, but So it wasn't the yards per carry that was an issue. I don't think that Jaden Nixon got enough carries. One carry. Ollie Gordon, one carry. I know he had a little bit of an illness, so it is what it is. Uh, we DeAndre Jackson kind of came up at, in, here in the end of the game. But, again, he had 6.8 yards carry. Five carries, almost 34, 35 yards, 34 yards. And we had Dom in the game. It's good to see Dom back, right? Dom's the centerpiece. Dom is a leader. But maybe at 3.6 yards of carry, Dom should not get the ball 14 cotton-picking times. Like, come on, y'all. Is this really a conversation that we're having to have? It sucks. Like, there's an area, okay, we did win in first downs, which was part of our keys going to the game. We didn't win on second down. Third down, we both weren't exactly great. But we had 74 total plays. So with 74 total plays, regardless of who we had a quarterback, we probably won time of possession, right? Because that was a big key to the game. Unfortunately, that also wasn't quite what we had up our sleeves for this one. 
as we unfortunately did give away time of possession. Like 26 minutes to 35 minutes. It's hard to win a game at all. Like, but okay, so again, let's trace back. We gave up 351 yards rushing. How often does that happen? Okay, here we go. We get to hop back on this memory lane like we did last week. Our worst loss really since 2000. So how bad was this one? Okay, let's say uh, December 3rd, 2008. We lost 42-31 in the Holiday Bowl against a 10-3 Oregon squad that was pretty daggone salty. We were 9-4, so we were bad ourselves. We gave up 307 yards rushing in that loss in the 2008 Holiday Bowl. So not quite 351. So let's dig back a little bit more. Let's go to 2007 Bedlam against a 10-2 and hardcore, really good OU squad. And we were average 6-6, six and six, right, back in 07, in the beginning of Gundy building up. Did we give up as many yards in that one? No, no, not, not quite. Not quite 350, not quite 330 to be factual and accurate. Okay, so let's dig, we got to dig back again. October 15, 2005, against a 4-2 Texas A&M squad. We gave up 399 yards rushing. To a very talented Reggie McNeil at quarterback who could run all over the place. And the big, bad lane train himself, Javorski Lane. So it's like whenever you give up stuff like that at those particular times to somebody of that caliber of talent. Javorski Lane was a beast, y'all. Go back, watch some highlight films. It's just fun. Go back, watch some highlight films of Javorski Lane. And, and, and again, so this is October 15, 2005, when Gundy first got there. When we went 4-7, and seven, we weren't squared away yet. We didn't have the cowboy culture developed. We didn't have everything settled like we thought we did now. This is the worst nosedive any of us, I think, can honestly say we've seen in basically Gundy's tenure. 2005, it's not inexcusable. Because, again, that was the very beginning. He had to clean house. We didn't know what we had. Right? You're talking about, I think, also Pogai had 195, 196, seven yards that game. 07, again, we, we didn't quite give up anywhere near. We didn't give up more than 330. I think it was like 327, something like that. And then we give up 307 in 2008 to Oregon. A respectable 10-3 Oregon squad. Is losing to KU respectable? Yes. Is losing to KU respectable in this way? No. Why? Because there, we talked about the lack of preparation for K-State. And Gunny took accountability for that. Right? So fair enough. Is he going to take some accountability for this one? Yeah, probably. But... When you roll, right, guys, hear me here. Hear me here, please hear me here. When you roll with the true freshman quarterback that you know was supposed to be, uh, as you would uh, always say, at prom just a few months ago in high school, not even a few months ago, right? Instead, he was getting prepared in Stillwater a little bit early. 
So that's good on him for having some extended knowledge of the playbook. But when it comes out of your daggone mouth that you're starting Garrett Rangel, not because he's more talented, not because he's more ready, not because he's more prepared, but because you do not want the negative narrative spread that, hear me on the air quotes here, since we're still a few days from getting the uh, the live daily video show launched, but hear me on the air quotes. Because he wasn't wanting to deal with all of that. To deal with all of what? You're the guy, the man, the CEO. Who gives 13 poops if you don't want people to view you negatively? Like, just say he's the most prepared. Why do we need Gundy to say that? Why is that a big deal here? Because... Let's let's we can dig back and, and just be honest and say that we have a history of not picking the right quarterback at the right time. Again, we, I dropped a little tidbit earlier. Let's think back to Alex Kate. You know, uh, good on him, but he was not even in the same hemisphere as Brandon Whedon. And luckily, we got to find that out against uh, Colorado while we were down like 21 nothing, 24 nothing, something like that. It took that far into the game, halftime, before Gundy was like, oh, crap, we got to do something here. And Whedon saved our behind. And then Whedon got to teach the Dana concepts to Todd Monken, and we got to be extremely successful. And we rode off of that. And we built, and we built, and we built. And... Now this 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 is a product of of what exactly is his head in the right spot? Like good on Rangel for going for three hundred and four yards, twenty seven to forties, halfway respectable. Couple of TDs, all right, bud. We saw the talent. You see the talent level, but it's that's not the question. His three picks aren't even the question. The multitude of turnovers aren't even the question. The question is, how do you say that you did this because you didn't want the narrative of I started my boy or he started his boy instead of who is most qualified? If Garrett Rangel is most qualified, let's just say that because this shouldn't be another Alex Kate situation. It shouldn't be another Bobby Reed situation. It shouldn't be another Zach Robinson situation. Shouldn't be another J.W. Walsh, Clint Shelf, Mason Rudolph, Dax Garman situation. Shouldn't be another Taylor Cornelius situation. But it is. So it's not unreasonable to just ask why would you even say that or think that? And just like, guys, let's be, why would we say that the reason that Spencer Sanders, who is obviously extremely banged up, as we've pretty much all known for the last few weeks, played against K-State because he said he wanted to. While Gunnar Gundy's taken the multitude of, of one reps for the last few weeks. And then we throw Garrett Rangel on the field. Let's just, you know, if, if Garrett Rangel's the most qualified, 
then say that. Or if maybe you're setting up for, for that perception to not be so negative that you potentially start Gary Angel, and if he does bad, you put in a Gunner Gundy, and you look like a hero. But we didn't even do that. Instead, what I thought should have happened is Gunner Gundy's paid his dues, he's put in his time, he's earned his stripes. Give him a series or two. And if it's his, if it's bad, and he's throwing, I don't know, a couple picks in his first six, seven throws, then yeah, you got to yank him and then put Rangel in. Like, but but what are we doing? Is this a, uh, not quite, right? I don't know if Spencer Sanders and, or Spencer Rattler, uh, sorry, and, um, you know, Caleb Williams is an equal comp, but remember last year at the end of the year where it just, I don't know, it looked confusing? And, and, and you could see some upside with OU, but you didn't know what level of upside, and something just looked off, something just looked weird. Speaking of upside... Download the free Upside app right now using the promo code Locked On. Get yourself five bucks back on your first ten dollar or more purchase. This Upside app thing is a big deal, y'all. Like it does save you coin, puts money back in your pocket, and it saves you uh, time. All these uh, these stores have reward points and whatnot. The Upside app basically helps you do that every day. While you're driving in your phone, just get the Upside app right now. Again, use a locked on code to get yourself that five bucks back on your first ten dollars more purchase, and continue to get more cash in your pocket. So you could see the upside of OU's talent, but you knew something was off. So what's off with this squad? Because this is a nosedive, guys. This is something that is again uncharted territories, just like. How bad we lost K-State. Uncharted territories. The decision to play Spencer just because he says he wants to, that's not your job as a CEO, right? Your job as a CEO is to make a determination on who's healthiest and who gives you the best chance. If it's Garrett Rangel, let's just kind of say that. Now, understand the gamesmanship. You don't want to lay all your chips out on the table. You want everybody to prepare for Spencer Sanders. Okay, cool. But if it's going to be a surprise, then... Let's do something that is helpful, beneficial, and productive for the kid or even for Gunner. Put him in there shaking it all. Let him hand the ball off six times in a row. Let him throw a couple passes. If it doesn't work, okay, boom, you got Rangel. We can see the talent. We can see that he's the future 100%. And it's going to be fun to see uh, when Flores steps on campus. We're going to be okay, but... To completely dismiss Gunnar Gundy like that, when he's put in the time, came to school an extra year without playing football, to prove that he was good enough to be here, improved his 40 time by a significant amount, got bigger, got stronger, got faster. Why would you say that? You're playing him, or not playing him, actually, because you don't want a controversy. You'd rather play Rangel to just play it safe by what? What politically accurate standard does that abide with? I'm 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 confused. Just let's say he's better or not. I just I don't get it. And then th this is multiple games now where things get out of hand and we make zero noticeable adjustments. Like 
the youth plays a factor. Yes, injuries play a factor. Yes, I, I, guys, we're we're not dismissing that, right? We've already had you know those talks, and it's real, and it's a and it's it it, it sucks. It's a terrible thing to go to go through. But when you're losing all of these categories, that's not just players. That's not just athletes. Because do we have more athletes than we did in 2005? Yes. 2008? Yes. 2012? Yes. 13? Yes. 16? Yes. We have more talent. And we just paid Rob Glass a million bucks because he's worth every daggone penny. So it's not on him. So what's happening? What's wrong? Something in Stillwater America is off, guys. And I, I, I hope we figure it out. Because now, now the tide of the season has turned. We already have three losses, which is not a successful season. With or without Spencer Sanders. I, 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 I personally don't believe that three, four losses should be acceptable. Because something is just wrong. It's not that we're losing, guys. It's the way we're losing. The, the, the amazing amount of talent that's just in the wrong place, at the wrong time, doing the wrong things, running the wrong routes, throwing the wrong passes, playing people at the wrong times, not giving people enough carries, not giving people enough opportunities. It was nice to see Bryson Green get over 100 yards. He's developing, but they were also off on some things. Now, again, sky falling? No, because, again, we've had those years, like even when we got destroyed uh, and gave up over 315, 320 yards rushing 07 Bedlam, right? We have Dez, and we have uh, people like that that are, that are on the ascension. And we have that now. We have people on the ascension that are very, 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 very talented. Again, talent's not a problem. I don't think depth is a problem. But predictability is a problem. Stubbornness is a problem. Making decisions that just don't make a lot of sense are a problem. And then you sprinkle in again. Again, the, there is, some, there is some, some fun here, guys. I love seeing Langston Anderson get out there and do his thing. That's amazing. I think DeAndre Jackson is a little underrated. Again, I've said it for three games in a row now. Jay Nixon doesn't get enough carries. We all love Dom. All right, we're going to have T-shirts of Dom. I want a T-shirt of Dom. But is he the best candidate at 2.9 yards carry, 3.1 yards carry, 3.6 yards carry? I, I, I don't see how there's a justification. Our O-line is, 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 is talented, but off-kilter. Our defense is very, very talented, but off-kilter. Our wide receiver core sometimes is, is off-kilter, even though extremely talented. You see what we have cooking at the wide receiver core. I think quarterback is not going to be an issue. But putting people in the best position to win is not happening. So where's the disconnect? Is it complacency in the offices? It could be. Is it a Lincoln-Riley-style lack of preparation or maybe lack of, 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 of just, I don't know. I don't want to say caring, but I mean, if you, 
if you're not making any adjustments and you're literally nose diving and you're going back to 2009, 2007, 2005, 2002, 2000, 1994 on what level you're getting beat up right here, right here, right now. You cannot tell me that even our second string and part of our third string is not more athletically gifted and more talented than any of those years' rosters. Again, do we have the Des Bryants and the Zach Robinsons and the Kendall Hunters and the Paris Coxes and the David Thompsons and the Alonzo Mays and the Josh Hensons sprinkled in there? Absolutely. Yes, we do. But is it a collective effort like we have now, talent-wise? Talent on talent, man on man, hat on hat, position on position. Absolutely not. Come on, guys. Well, we'll say it before, we'll say it again, is, is the sky falling? No. But are things getting a lot darker in Stillwater, Oklahoma? Is the moon not hanging quite as high? These are fair questions. What is happening? Something's off. And guys, like we've been doing this. We've been watching games, game after game, and, and film after film, and radio call, Dave Hunziker and, and, and the Chief Matt Davis in baseball. And we've been we've been doing this for quite some time. So how is this happening? And it be so flabbergasting as to as to how it's happening. Right? To to be able to succeed in life, you gotta have a why. Why are you doing X, Y, and Z? When you find your why, it gives you the best ability to be successful. So what is our why? Why are we struggling in the areas we we know we have? insane talent at is it uh, uh, just game planning or, or bad play calling or are we trying to put a square peg in a round hole are we overcomplicating things we were supposed to be deconstructing to reconstruct to at least have some semblance of of a quality defense but being ranked dead last in the Big 12 and 119th in the country, which is most likely, unfortunately, going to get worse now, the, the new rankings for you know defense are, are going to go down. So then it becomes a question of, again, why is it legitimate that we're not just blowing smoke when we're talking about diving back to 05, 07, 09, 94, 2000, 2002? These years where we did get skunked and we did get beat up a few times here and there. But giving up 351 yards right now, it's not justifiable. This is not 2005. We're giving up 399 yards to Texas A&M with, with a beast like Javorski Lane and Reggie McNeil. That's fair. This is not. This is inconceivably off kilter. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. This is uncharted territories yet again. This is two games in a row. We're not built for this stuff. So help me spread the love here, guys, so we can all get hooked up with some built bar. Because what needs to happen is we need to be able to, to find a way to connect this 
to the nutrition staff with Oklahoma State because we're not built for achievement at the moment, and we've got to find out why. But in the meantime, you and I can get ourselves built up better by getting our own boxes of Bill Bar, the best protein bar that legitimately tastes like a candy bar, y'all. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off right about now. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off. Get your hands on some Bilt Bar because we need to spread the love on this Bilt Bar thing because we ain't got enough. This is a tough pill to swallow, guys. And ladies, hang with me. We're gonna, we are going to figure out what is happening. Whether it be good, whether it be bad, whether we love it or not. We might hate it all. There might be some, some rumors that are going around that have a just slight tingling of truth. I could never imagine somebody would leave Bel Air when they're the prince on the throne. But something's off. Something's wrong. What is happening? Is it locker room? Is it coaching? Is it uh, do we have disgruntled employees? All this cohesiveness and this cowboy culture, we, it's got to b bend us back to where we typically are. We have to get this right. I think we can. I know we can. But we got to find the source because the source of this scratch could be bad. I love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. Thank you for stopping by yet again for your source for cowboy and cowgirl content here on Locked On Oklahoma State. I'll see y'all tomorrow.